Okay. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode on the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast. What you gonna need to love? And Mr. E. And I'm coming to see you guys from that Bruce, Louisiana. Yes, honey. And I'm calling you from the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, the best coast from Moss Point, Mississippi. The Woody, Woody, Woody. Gulf Coast, yeah. You see, y'all, y'all don't even smell salt water over there where you at. So, you know, that's that's when you know that you, 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 that you know that you're home when you smell the salt water and you got beaches. I don't smell, I don't smell salt water when I come that way. I smell dirty water. <laughs> okay. 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 We're gonna talk about what's smelling in Baton Rouge. Okay, what's the matter about the See, you a hate on the flick. You a hate on the I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, y'all, y'all got some. Boy, y'all got some. Y'all was on. I, I read a, a feed on Yahoo. Y'all made, y'all police chief made Yahoo feed. I'm like, whoa. How? They, what? You, like, what happened? What it happened? He, uh, he. I think he was apologizing to the... Oh, yeah, I did the, see that. And I, I thought that was, like, very brave that he did that because there's no way plenty of people would have done that. Um, no, and he's gotten a lot of backlash from it. He doesn't have much support in regards to that. Like, a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but there are some people that, you know, felt that what he said and what he did was, like, disrespecting law enforcement. And... You know, they were up in their feelings about it. They was up in arms about it. So what's so, uh, what's the gist on it? What's the what's the history behind what's going on? Is that dealing with the Alton Sterling situation? What what happened? Yeah. What went down? Well, you know, one of the officer, Officer Blaine, which you know they was letting him go. He filed a civil suit to be able to resign and not you know, get fired. Now, well, now, this is this. Is that the one mm-hmm. that actually pulled the trigger? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 And okay. so they finally came to agreement. They came to agreement of decision to allow him to resign and this and that, whatever. But it was so many things that went on behind the scenes that we had no idea about. Like we didn't know. We didn't know about his criminal history before he even became a law enforcement. We didn't what? know that people had complained about him. We didn't know that he had citations on him for aggressive manner. Like, we, the people of the community, didn't know that. And, of course, he's white, so they don't really want to talk about it. And I know people don't want to keep hearing about race and making it seem as if it's race. But we're just going to be honest. It's what it is. Exactly. You know, if can I honestly say that Austin Sterling didn't play any part in what happened? No, I can't say that. But nobody's going to make me believe that he deserved be gunned down the way he did. Yeah, his Nobody's part wasn't make me believe that. Yeah, his I, part From the moment that that officer approached him, you you initiated it. You you instigated the whole thing. Which are, and, and so, and for me, if he had drugs in his system, they said he did, which I don't believe that. But if he had as many drugs in his system as that, you automatically got this man in defense mode of let me run. That man ain't trying to kill you. Ain't trying. That man don't want to go back to jail. So that's the part that I didn't understand. And then if everybody that saw the, the videos, because you know it's more than one clipping that they uploaded, I still didn't understand how Baton Rouge, Louisiana community still felt like I didn't understand that. Like for me, 
even now when I rethink it, it bothered me because I remember talking about it on my podcast when it first happened. And video footage first was like right because i'm sitting like that could be my family that could be my brother that could be you know what i'm saying it it, right. it hurt and my thing was i you know people always go back to the shooting of you know the law enforcement officers that you know they lost their lives and the one that was left just you know injured for the rest of his life right um i i don't want to excuse that and make it seem like it's okay that they took it upon themselves to come and take other people from their family that's never been my intention you don't fix hate with hate you make it worse like you can't like there's no way to to change that and make that better if if that's what you're doing you're just going to make it even worse on everybody around you but they finally came to agreement they agreed to let him resign and wow. Chief Murphy just got up and said that he owed back he owed Austin Sterling family apology and he owed the city of Baton Rouge an apology because he felt like they let him down and he said, "We're being honest. He should have never been in. in, in he he should have never been hired. He should have never been hired. You know, he had already been domestic violence, and that itself, he shouldn't have been hired." And they said, "Well, that, Mr. That Nita, was, how did he mm-hmm. get hired?" Like the police chief said, they didn't uphold the policies for oh, him wow. that they upheld for other people, and they didn't understand why it wasn't upheld when it came to him. He talked about that, he, he, and I was like, whoa, I don't think he realized what he just put his stuff in. And then the next day, there were media outlets that were talking about, you know, people complaining about his stance on it. Right. They felt that his characterization of Lane was, was distasteful and disgusting. Wow. The fact that y'all stood up there and said that y'all still support this man and uphold this man and his family was very distasteful to accept and understand that y'all were okay with this man playing a part in killing somebody because of his aggressiveness. Like he never took the time to even try to ease out of the situation. He didn't try to defuse it. He made the situation worse than what it was. The whole time this man kept asking, what do y'all want? What do you, what, 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 you, what, what, what I do, what I do? You never told him what he did. You never told him what he did. And you, we have a right to know, the police pull us over and the police arrest us, we have a right to know what we did. And I just think him speaking up and saying what he said, I think it was very, very brave. I think it's a little bit, took too long for that to happen, for law enforcement to take accountability. But that's only one man that took account. It was so much dirtiness that went on with the last chief of police. Nobody talked about the dirtiness that he did. Nobody talked about the sneakiness that he did. Nobody talked about the crookedness that people talked about in regards to when he was in there. And nobody ever will. And guess what? They never got in the media and talked about him and bashed him and criticized him either. But this is a black chief of police. This is a black chief of police, not a white woman this time. So I think it's a right step. I don't know if it's going to be much change because, right. you know, people people are scared. Even in the daytime, people are scared to get pulled over by law enforcement. And it's not just in bad news, it's everywhere. But it's funny when it's, you see it on the media and it touches you and it bothers you, but it's way worse when it's close to home. And you don't, you don't, you don't have, like, you don't understand it. Like, you, it feels like it's going in slow motion and it just feels, you don't even know how to process it. And then when you work amongst other people that you think have a kind heart and have empathy and sympathy for, you know, and you hear them excuse yeah. that behavior, it's yeah. like, do I really know you? You know what I mean? Like, I think, and then we're in the South, so let's just be honest. Racism is alive and well. It ain't going nowhere. 
It don't matter how many black men marry white women. It don't matter how many black women marry white men. It doesn't matter how many mixed children we have in the world. It's, it's here. It ain't going nowhere. Exactly. It's not going anywhere. Anytime you marry into a white family and they still treat you like you're nothing, they still don't respect you, it's not going anywhere. It's, it's, it's just what it is. Right. And then recently, I don't know if you saw where there was another killing. Well, I don't want to say killing, but the coroner did read uh, <laughs> He did call it a homicide. So, although they didn't say the officer murdered the guy, he didn't kill himself. So, technically, it was a homicide. Um, But I still don't understand that. I mean, I've heard four different stories. And if you've read the media, the newspaper, you've probably seen like a few of them that's been yeah. different and you, you probably have no understanding on what's going on well guess what I'm here and I don't have no understanding of what's going on um, so it's, 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 it's crazy you know it's things that's going on now it's stuff that you've seen on the media you know what I mean oh, you know somewhere else you don't see it in Baton Rouge but it's mm-hmm. becoming a lot you know what I'm saying like last year a police officer pretended that he was being assaulted and being shot at and they arrested this man had this man in jail on a bond and everything. Wow. Then they found out on his on his camera that he lied. There was no such things as the guy five shots at him. There was and he lied about where he was. Like he it was just so many things that came up after the fact and then they fired him, but he's suing for to get his job back. If you get your job back, we in trouble. Well <clears throat> we in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And that and, and it affects you more, like you say, when it's in your back in your backyard because exactly. it could be you, it could be your relative, it could be right. somebody you know that uh that this things just right. things like that are happening to. Right. So and my count- thing is it's like mm-hmm. there are law enforcement in my family. Um I've talked about that a few times. Um and I, I my feelings in regards to law enforcement have came from experience. I've seen law enforcement jump on somebody and not tell anybody, well, what I did. I've seen a law enforcement jump on an 18-year-old boy for no reason, because he was scared. Didn't know what I was stopping him for. And we, this person wasn't even in a vehicle. This person was walking and beat the shit out of him. I've witnessed y'all lie and say a woman jumped on y'all and assaulted y'all with no bruising, no nothing. I, I looked at y'all on a stand, sit on that stand and say somebody, another, a woman physically attacked you when you're 200 and something pounds, you're like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, the female in regards that you're talking to at that time was 120 pounds and you let that 120 pound woman beat your ass? And what was even more crazy was that the judge believed it. And I, I, for me, a lot of my feelings and my emotions when it comes to not trusting and being guarded when it comes to law enforcement is from personal experience. I've been pulled over by a police officer and they told me to shut the F up because I'm asking what you're pulling me over for. You know, I've had somebody hit me, run, run over, come over on me, hit my car, and that police officer treated me like I had just killed somebody and left the scene. That, and it was a black police officer. Had no respect for me, no, no nothing. So everything that I feel and, and my cautiousness and, you know, me not trusting them, it don't have it. It's not so much just what I see on the media and what I've seen across the world. Everything I've seen across the world have made it even more, <laughs> you know, have, have made me feel even more cautious and more scared. But these are things that I, I experienced for myself. You know what I'm saying? And people always speak to say, well, what you said and what you did. Look, I might be flipped out by the mouth, but I ain't stupid. And I know how easy it is for law enforcement to lie on you and people believe it. 
I know how easy it is for somebody to paint a picture of you and people take whatever interpretation of what you have done in the past and judge you off of it. So I'm along with being stupid. Now, right. when my emotions get the best of me, it's probably going to tell them what you're going to get. But law enforcement ain't going to get it because I'm allergic to jail. And me and Bertha ain't going to be friends. And I know anytime oh, you're dealing with law enforcement, you might be going to jail. So that's just something I ain't going to do. You know what I'm saying? Let's just, just, let's just be all the way 100. But it's scary when, you, when you're dealing with these young kids. You know, you know, they run from the police because they're scared to face you know, they could be doing nothing at all, but it's just the fact that they pulled them over and you're so scared of everything that has happened. You just, I don't want a part of that. Right. Exactly. Have you ever had a negative <clears throat> encounter with law enforcement? I not, no, I hadn't, I, no, I have not had a negative Probably because you sound like a white man. <laughs> well, sounding, you're probably like, it sounding, look, yeah, but you probably egg, things. You, I just yeah, but tried you, not you to. You probably egg white too. You probably <laughs> egg white too. Yeah, officer, how? How you doing? Reach your hand. I shake their hand. How's your day going, sir? Everything's going good for you? Oh, no. like, yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. That's probably what you do. You probably be like one of those people, like a salesman. No. How may I help you today, officer? No. Oh, yeah, it is hot out here. You want some lemonade? I got some lemonade in my car. That's probably what you be doing. No. <laughs> Look at you. Wow. No. I, I I'm do. just saying. I'm... I I know they're gonna ask for a license and registration. I already have that out waiting on them when they even stop me. I don't even ask them. They just say, hey, you know what? I stop you. I say, uh, yeah, but you know, and I just I don't say nothing. I just let them do their thing and and we good. But it's the difference between you knowing why and you don't know. Now people that pretend like they don't know because they were speed and that's why exactly. they, they, they now I don't understand that. But if you wasn't speeding and you wasn't committing any traffic crap, you know, violations, I understand you asking that question. But if you know your ass was speed, like, come on now. I remember one time I was on the interstate and I saw the police on the side and I knew they was coming for me. And I was like, oh shit, they finna give me a ticket. And I was on the phone. The friend was like, well, what happened? I said, I was speeding. These motherfuckers got me. I ain't even see them up there till it was too late. And I tried to stop, but I didn't want to make it obvious that I was stopping. They still, I know they in the clock. Right. I ain't slow down. Like, I ain't finna press on no brakes and pull over to the side of the road and say, here I am. No. Well, I, I do that. I just don't I, I ain't doing it. If, 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 it ain't, if I don't look for a fact that you're coming to get me, I'm steady driving. You're going to have to come all the way behind me and tell me to pull over. So no, that's what I did. And then this this incident, they went after me. But I thought they was after me. Shit, I had almost pissed on myself and everything. Because I ain't had no money to pay for no ticket. Like, come on. No. I'm no, just I, saying. No, I, no, I haven't had that type of negative, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's just, I think it's a lot in the areas, too, because there are so many law enforcement officers that take pride in serving and protecting. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I hate to make it seem like it's everyone. That's just like the stigma that they put on every black man or every right. black person that have a run-in with a police. Oh, they did something. Right. Until it hits home. Until they yeah. are affected. Exactly. And so things keep happening to their races, or you know what I'm saying. And then it's like it shouldn't take that. It right. shouldn't take that because it's law enforcement. Everything don't have to be aggressive. Everything don't have to be, you know, let me attack first. You know what I'm saying? Because black and brown people, by nature, are built to survive. <laughs> you know, and they're built to be, you know, be prepared. You, you right. have to defend yourself. You have to be ready. So. And exactly. I'm not saying it's okay and I'm not excusing whatever the case may be. That's not what I'm saying, but 
sometimes when you are more calm with people, people tend to be more calm with you. People tend to receive what you're giving them. But when right. people fear for that, hey, I might get in this police car and might not make it to the police station. Hey, I might get in this car and then I go get to the police station. I don't look the same way I looked before I got there. It's right. just, I don't know. It's just scary <laughs> to me because it's not just about men. It's women too. They body right. slamming and punching women and breaking jaws and stuff too. So it's crazy. Oh, yeah. And then with the recent encounter with the guy that was shot in the back of the head, they didn't have a gun in the hotel. They said that they were they were serving a they were ser- serving a warrant for someone. That was the first lie. The second lie was they were serving a warrant for him. That was okay. the second lie. The third lie was they had a no-knock search warrant for the hotel that he specifically that he was in because he they found they got a call that there were drugs being ran from the house. I mean, from that hotel, from that oh. room. Now, they found drugs in there. They found a scale and whatever else they said they found in them, right? Right. And the white girlfriend that was in them. I, and the reason I'm saying white girlfriend because they made it their business to do an article that she was in the hotel with him the next day. Exactly. I didn't get the point of that, but that's the reason why I'm saying white. Because they made it their business to emphasize and express the fact that she was in a hotel with him the next day, which I didn't get that part. And she's being held, she she was charged with drugs um, and distribution and things like that too. Um, her lawyer did a statement. And her his statement said that his client said that two officers had already entered the room and he was giving himself up. They had his hands up over his head and they told him to turn around. So his back was to them with his hands up in the air when the officer that shot him ran into the hotel room and within seconds opened fire. Shot him in the oh. back of the head. It severed his spine and, and killed him. Wow. That's when they rushed her out the room and they don't know what happened. She don't know what happened after that. And far as I know, if I was thug, I ain't want no drugs on me. Don't want my drugs. Because it just looked a little fishy to me. And she they probably were selling the drugs. Who knows? I don't care. They ain't on my business. You're right. But I just I just don't understand how every situation is let me shoot first. And when I shoot, I'm shooting the kill. And let's just be honest, because everybody wanna pretend like this ain't what it is with law enforcement. They are trained to kill first. Their basic training right, exactly. is not to subdue you. It's not to exactly. injure you. It's to kill you first. If- you're right. If they pull out their weapon, that's that's their that's yeah. Their, they not they not being trained. Their basic training is not oh, let me subdue you. Hey, hey, let me no. That's why they're moving backwards now. That's why they're saying oh, we're implementing this policy and we're doing this because y'all train these law enforcement to kill people first, and now that everybody's getting killed for the least little thing, if you sneeze, you getting shot. Now right. you want to go back and reverse it, and it shouldn't have never been that in the first place. Let's just be all the way one hundred. I have yeah. I have family in my I have law enforcement in my family. I have friends that are in law enforcement. I have friends that are married to law enforcement. I know what they do, and they can and they can listen to my podcast and they can call in because I know I'm gonna get a call in too, saying that that's not true and you bad mouth in law enforcement because I got a phone call or two when I made when I did the first thing about Austin Sterling after the video surfaced. Right. And one person said, I'm not going to call a name. One person said that, yeah, the video do paint a more vivid and ugly picture of law enforcement. But what you're doing on your podcast is benefiting off of 
discrediting so many other law enforcement. Well, first of all, I'm not talking about New York, California, New Jersey. I'm not talking about Texas. I'm not talking about New Orleans law enforcement. I'm not talking about Alabama. I'm not talking about Mississippi. I'm talking about what the hell that was going on right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in this moment, and this time from the videos that I saw that I was speaking on. I was talking about the situation with Alton Sterling. And the right. fact that you call my podcast just to make it seem like somebody's against law enforcement, you are part of the problem. And you will be, you will continue to be part of the problem. It's people like you right. that will not allow change. <clears throat> and Absolutely. he called back and he said, I, I had to re-listen again. Maybe I took some of it out, out of context, but I think on your podcast, you could kind of reach to the community and ask the community, the community to be a little bit more patient and understanding with law enforcement. I said, how would I do that? Tell them to go ahead and just lay your life, your life down. Don't worry about it. Because nothing on my podcast said, hey, you see a police officer run because they're going to kill you. Nothing in what I said was like, yeah, you know what? Every last one I'm be shooting and killing. You crazy. No, don't. I'm not finna candy coat anything to make law enforcement feel bad. And this is the problem I have with law enforcement. You know it's some bad apples in y'all bunch. You know that. And crazy. You got to get back. all the bad ones to find the good ones. But you don't care. You still support that. Exactly. You support that bad? I don't. I don't support it. I don't want no part of it. They can go jump off a cliff with that shit. I don't care. But my question to you would be, because I've been taking over this whole segment <laughs> with law <laughs> enforcement, do you have any thoughts or, uh, or just an um, opinion on how maybe this could change or, you know, the relationship between the black and brown community or just the community as a whole, because I, there are some white people in these communities that are offended by the things that have happened. So I'm not gonna oh. paint every white person and say all white people don't care because that's not true. But if, do you have any suggestions or any thoughts on how? I mean, it's not gonna change overnight, but do you have any suggestions on how it can be worked on or changed in some type of way? What is it? In my opinion, this the, the the crazy thing about it is, I guess not the crazy thing about it is, is that it's personal choices. So, and, and how per, uh, a person feel. I mean, right. If if you can change that within that person household or, or circle of people, or uh, then you could change it. But until and you're not going to be able to do that because right. Because another, oh, so to speak, white supremacist just got born. One just got born right. two minutes ago. Right. right. So that's true. So it is it, not. It's not going to change. No, <clears throat> it's it just not because it's just that's it, it, that's just part of just like breathing. It's just part of it. You just it's just going. And be I, I understand that part, but I think. I feel, and maybe I'm just an optimistic, I just feel that if certain things are implemented and stuck through with everybody across the board, I think when there's more people in law enforcement and administrators and higher up are held accountable for where they lacked at or where they failed the community at, I think if there are more transparency and, and you know, what's actually going on and, and people stop trying to handcuff and hide the truth on what's going on, and I think that if there's more respect for the people in these communities, more respect for lives, and not look at it as, well, black people killing their own self, well, white people murdering their own self, if you stop looking at it in that realm of things, 
and you implement a system and you hold everybody accountable within that system, I do think there are room for growth and change. I don't think it's gonna be 100% perfect because nothing is, but I think that it will be steps in the right direction. You know what I mean? Because I know as long as there's somebody sitting on that couch saying that Officer Blaine ain't doing nothing wrong, of course, it's gonna always be another situation. But I just think even within that, just the fact that this police chief in Baton Rouge spoke up and said what he said, that went a long way for me. Do I think that's gonna change something within the next week or month or two, a year? No, I don't. But it, it meant a lot that you were really willing to put your life on the line and say, we failed y'all. Because just like Austin Sterling didn't just say, oh, okay, well, come on. Officer Blaine instigated and were the aggressor. There's no way around it. But you were law enforcement. You were hired to serve and protect. That's what makes it even more difficult. You don't know how to even entertain the, the, the idea of bringing a civilian in without killing them. You need to remind them all the time, I'm the authority. And that's what it is. The fact that you got a badge and a suit on, you automatically is given the authority. But just because you feel like you're given authority, if you come to somebody in an aggressive manner, people are not going to get that. That's just like in a marriage. If a husband always tearing his wife down or tearing his family down, you think that wife is going to just every time respect him? No, you know what's going to happen? She's going to lose respect for him. So I just think that certain things need to be changed and implemented and people need to be consistent. Not whenever, all of, when it's going good, let's back out. We don't have to worry about it. You know, you just need to continue. That's just... That's just my little optimistic little brain about the situation. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's, well, I just pray for better, and I want better, and it is scary. And I ask anyone that's listening to the podcast, if podcast, the podcast, if you, if you have a situation with law enforcement, just listen to them. Just do whatever it is they ask you to do. And if something is being lied or exaggerated about you, hopefully you can fight it out in court. I know that it's scary to trust your life with in the hands of somebody else. I get it. I understand. But I'd rather it be that than to possibly losing my life. You know? Right. So, yeah. That is it on that subject. You have any final thoughts? No. 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 All right. We're going to take a brief break. And we will be back because we're going to talk about not really talk about, but I just want your opinion on parents that party with their children. <laughs> so you guys don't go away. Yeah, we, we're going to pay some right. bills. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pay some bills. <laughs> and we're going to come back. And we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Now, let's get into it. Mr. E, do you feel that it's okay to party with your child as a young adult? Mr. E. When, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's an interesting question because here's the thing. Nowadays, mm -hmm. I mean, before, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, I like to say, for instance, my example with my parent. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a kid. My parents are grown. I mean, they—they're not 
15, they're not 15 years or 12 or 13 years, you know, or right. 18 years older than me. They're 20 something years older than me. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so when you say part, no, I wouldn't, they wouldn't afford to be in the same place. But nowadays, the parent, I mean, or, I mean, the child is 21 and the parent is, you know, 35 30 right you know right. so so you you can conceivably be in the same club depending on the parent uh you know would you go would you go to the same club your daughter going to uh okay, no seven years, you in the club you, you getting your dance on you jigging you like yeah uh, yeah and you Turn to the left and you see your daughter. What's your daughter's name? My daughter's name you is Dakota. My daughter's name is Dakota. Oh Lord. Why is Sky gonna be a fool with us now? Okay. So you see Dakota to your left. You gonna stay in that club and finish partying with Dakota? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna stay in that <laughs> party with Dakota, but I'm I'm probably gonna buy her a drink. Like I say, uh-huh. it de- like I say, it depends because, like I say, suppose it's an old school club, club that she right. stumbled. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's my club, you know, so to speak. That's my place. Why should I leave my place? I respect you. I, I because I respect she wants to come in. Now I respect, I respect it all day long. Now if I'm going to but the hip hop club, she her. I don't she, care what club I go to. And especially like if you're on vacation somewhere, you know. That's different. It, That's different when you're on vacation because nine times out of ten, you know, if your older age child uh, is going on vacation with you and y'all don't have little bitty children, you're like, oh, we're going to go here, you know, whatever, whatever. Majority of the time, your mind is fixed on, it's going to be like you're hanging out as a family to enjoy yourself on the slip. Because that's the manipulation that you tell yourself. But when you finna, you go and hang out with your boys or your girl, you know, me, I'm hanging out with my friend, we chilling. We, and then I look to the left and I see Jay. Ah, three, <laughs> hey, to the left, to the left, I'm leaving my ass out. Like, I can't. Like, I have aunts that go pretty much everywhere with their daughter. And I look at their relationship, and it's an amazing relationship. It's really a great relationship. And overall, we're going to be honest with the relationship that I have with, with Jay Num. Yeah, it comes with a lot of chaos at times, but I love them and I think we have a pretty decent relationship, but I still wouldn't go in a club and party with them. I always feel that when they turn 21 years of age, yeah, you know, because you know nine times a 10, they're going to try some alcohol. you rather them try to alcohol with you, right? But I don't feel comfortable going to a club because for one, this is what's going to happen. You can't dance and drink and enjoy yourself. What you doing? Why are you dancing? Baby, I'm grown. Like, you grown. But I'm grown, grown. You ain't finna come up in here and tell me I can't dance because that's what happens. You know, girls don't want to see their mamas, you know, dancing and this and that or whatever. So, they very protective. Very protective. So, I don't really, I don't, I have nothing against anybody else that prefer it and enjoy it and like it, but it's not something for me. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I'm just an event. 
that you know you go to and you happen to know that you know your your daughter or son or whatever happens to be there that's different but we're talking about clubbing we're talking about this is a routine thing this we're talking about every weekend type of situation i can't no i'm not i'm not doing that because i am i don't want first of all i'm not even first of all i'm not even i'm not buying you no drink either bye i'll buy you a drink and i'll see you later because i ain't buying you no drink you got in here for free I'm not. I'm not trying to. So I ain't bad. You know, you're supposed Mac to have home, money. You know, I may be trying to match. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, you, so you can't see that. It's an indi- individual preference, right? So whoever right. wants to, that's what you do. I get it. I yeah. get it. So any of mine that's listening, don't come to no club, my man. And I don't go to no club. But if I decide to go to a club, I don't want to look to the left and see y'all, because I'm asking you to leave. Well, my daughter don't go to clubs anyway. Like, <laughs> so I, right. I ain't got to worry about seeing her <laughs> in one. Yeah, you say that now. And you <laughs> pop up wherever she lives, and then you don't tell her you coming. And you say, you know, I'm just going to chill out tonight. That'll be the one night you see her. And you're like, damn, <laughs> I should have told her I was coming. I'm just saying. Anyway, you guys, if you party with your daughter, your son, it's your thing. I think you should be respectful of the space and, and the situation. But if y'all relationship is like that, for each his own, that's not the type of relationship I have. And then I never would do that. That's just me. That's just my preference. Right. Um, but enjoy. You're supposed to have fun and live your life. And if that's how you choose to live it, there's no judgment over here. That is our time, you guys. Again, anybody running with the law enforcement, listen, just do what they say do. And hopefully you can fight them on the back end when it comes to the system with, with lawyers and things of that nature. You know, think about your life. Um, and again, I'm not promoting right. violence towards police officers, and I'm not promoting, you know, us being disrespectful to law enforcement because I don't, I just don't agree with that. I, I don't think that we supposed to be walking around disrespecting them, but at the same time, y'all made an oath to serve and protect, and that's what you're supposed to be held accountable for. And, and we're not supposed to be disrespected either. So, right, there so you we go. Don't be your that work both ways, right? We don't be your target practice. Until next time, you guys. Thank you for coming over. Listen to the podcast, share the podcast, support the podcast. You guys get other people. Send it and forward to other people. Send in your QA questions, your comments, your topics that you want us to talk about to the she said, he said, they said at gmail.com. That's the she said, he said, they said at gmail.com. You can also hit that link, and that link will take you directly to where you can leave a message directly on anchor.fm to us. Um, that's our time. Miss Anita, that email don't have 2008 in it, no? Oh my God! There you go. Well, repeat it and correct this for me. Oh, it's hot out here. I'm sweating. I'm outside. She says. He says. They says. 2018 at Gmail. Now you about to you check me? You about to do it wrong? Well, I'm saying. She said. He said. They said. 2018. She says. He says. They said. 2018 at Gmail.com. All right. All right. Okay, until next time, you guys, stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone else stop in the pee. Big take who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push me better every day than what you were the day before. When they go low, we go high like the former first lady. Push your And? I'm sorry. And if the dream is big enough, the facts don't matter. Boom. Get your life. Get your life. Peace. Deuces.